Welcome to Share Your Magic, Biz and Brand Talk with Mary Alvazurez. If you are a soul-driven entrepreneur looking to share your magic with the world in the best ways possible, this is the podcast for you. Mary is here to give you the actionable tools, insights, inspiration, uplifting conversations, and goods to level up your brand, biz, and world. Ready to share your magic with the world? Let's get started. Here is your host, Mary. Hello, beautiful soul. I'm so excited to have you here with me again. Today, we have special guest, Amber Shaw. Amber is a body transformation expert and the founder of The Wellness Revolution. She has extensively coached thousands of women over the age of 40 from all across the world to get off the crazy train of dieting and find true food freedom so they can feel empowered, confident, and sexy. <laughs> Hi, Amber. How are you today? Hi. Thank you for the introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, I, I love, I love uh, just always coming and connecting with other just like-minded um, business entrepreneurial women. So I'm so excited to be here. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have you here too. I was so looking forward to today's episode. So like, first of all, I'll, I'm all about feeling empowered, confident, and sexy. So I'm like, okay, Amber, tell us all the things. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's my mission, my mission in life. I love yes. it. I love it. Keep sharing your magic. Yeah, I'm finally in a place where I can finally say like, that's how I'm feeling. And part of me doesn't even recognize the old me, but I'm excited to hear your story and how you're helping others get off the crazy train of dieting. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, you know, I would love to share that because I tell you, like, when I think about my story and I think about, you know, how, how did I become a body transformation expert that helps women, you know, stop the dieting um, because, and, and really heal their relationship with their bodies and with food, um, it, it really goes back to my own healing journey because I, I can only do this work because I lived it. I, I was a, a serial dieter my entire life. I was somebody that really, really struggled with body image issues, with self-confidence, um, with feeling worthy, um, with, with just with eating disorders. I mean, I, I, I've really, really been through it. And it really goes back to when I was a kid, you know, from the age of about 10 years old, I can remember feeling uncomfortable in my skin. I can remember family members making making comments about my size and, um, you know, and, and, and no, and not derogatory terms, terms, but when you're 10 years old, anytime, uh, anybody, you know, a parent or something is, and I love my parents very much and they were amazing parents, but they just didn't know any better. Right. And they're making comments about my body and my size. It really, it, it's, it's damaging to a little girl. And so, you know, I can remember at that early age, it's kind of starting for me. And then 
even you know progressing to my teenage years um, where I started my first calorie restricted diet and I didn't even know I was doing it I just knew that um, calories were bad and I wanted to be skinnier and so I had to restrict what I was eating and it's just crazy to me that that's you know that that it starts at such an early age but it but with all the messaging that we receive from you know family from meat from the media from just all of it it's it, that's what happens and so for me it just this really unhealthy way of feeling about myself and my body and wanting to be a different size and all of that and this constant chasing of it really progressed through my 20s. Um, I found myself at a very, very low point where I was was bulimic. Um, I was very, it was a very scary time for me um, because I had a new wear, enough wherewithal to know that what I was doing was so wrong and damaging, but I just... I didn't know how to fix it. And so fortunately, I had the resources to get some professional help. Um, and I, and, and that, that helped a lot. That actually really got me out of the danger zone of the physical piece of it. But the mental game for me, that healing that mental piece of it, where I really, really, you know, healed my, my relationship with food and my relationship with my body, like that didn't happen. That, that still was in me. And it just continued to get worse and it continued to get worse for me. And, and I, but I continued to go on with life and, you know, I, I had a very successful, I was in a um, very successful sales job. Um, I got married, I had two kids. And so now fast forward to my thirties where I had two kids and I, again, a very happy marriage, very successful uh, career. Um, but I gained a lot of weight with both my pregnancies. I gained about 65 pounds with both pregnancies in a very unhealthy way. I had very high blood pressure, preeclampsic, bed rest, all the things. And, and I always say, looking back, it's really because I used those nine months of being pregnant to like basically make up for lost time with all the restrictive dieting that I've been doing my entire life. I mean, I went to Chow City. I mean, I was like, I, I was, I was all I could do to just eat all the things. And I think a lot of women I go through that, right? It's, it's kind of like a letdown for us. And we, and we end up gaining a lot of weight. And for, for so many women, that weight doesn't come off as easily when we, after we have kids. And so I, I lost the weight after the ba after my babies, but it was in a very unhealthy way. And, but, but it was all I ever knew. It was all, it was all I ever knew how to get, how to live was to just be on a diet, lose the weight, whatever I had to do, constantly being obsessed with food, having anxiety over food, like all the things. And it really wasn't until 2018 um, that my life really turned upside down. I, my marriage uh, completely imploded. And I found myself in this very, very desperate time and a very, very traumatic and miserable time. And just to really add insult to injury, I was turning 40 the next year. So I found myself at the end of 2018, just completely felt like my life falling apart. And now I've got this big monumental birthday on the horizon. And it really forced me to start asking some really hard questions about my life and what do I want to do with my life and what do I want the next 40 years to look like and really start evaluating like where am I unhappy in my life and what I realized that for obviously I was unhappy in my marriage because that was falling apart, but I realized that I was really unhappy with myself. I realized that I did not love myself. I did not even like myself. I mean, I was, I was miserable in my skin. And it's really funny. I always say like people, when people hear my story, people on the outside looking in, they're like, 
you come across, you came across so confident, like you were never like overweight, like none of these things, like what, you know, I, this is shocking to me. And it was really because I was just so miserable and sad on the inside. Right. And so started really taking a hard look at how unhealthy I was really living. Like, you know, with again, I'll constantly being on diet, how miserable I was in my body. And at that time, I also realized that I was pretty unhappy in my job. And I realized that, you know, I just, I felt like I was meant for so much more. You know, I felt like my, you know, all the pain and the suffering and all the therapy uh, that I've been doing, trying to work myself through, you know, over the years. And then also now in this present time, where I'm trying to work through this tumultuous marriage. I just felt like I wanted to be able to help other women. I just, I knew that I couldn't like hoard all of that help that I was so fortunate to receive because not everybody has the resources to, to reach out to professional help. And not that I was like claiming myself as a therapist. I just met a lot of the tips and tricks that helped me get through a lot of difficult times in my life. I wanted to be able to share. So I went uh, on my for my 40th birthday, I went on a, a trip by myself. Um, my best friend met me out there, but we had a lot of alone time. And um, the point of it really was to just to, to have some quiet time. And I, I needed to figure my life out. Like I needed to figure some stuff out. And at this point, I was really starting to dive a lot more into kind of my spirituality and a lot of meditation, reconnecting with God and all of that. And I was meditating on a beach and um, journaling. And I was really just like brain dumping of like all like, what do I want to do with my life? And I was really focusing on my career. Like, what, what do I want to do with my life? And all of a sudden it was where it was like, and I'm, I'm a little bit, or I will say I'm a lot woo. Okay. I believe, <laughs> I believe I'm a lot woo, but I, I really do believe it was such a divine hit for me. It was so, cause it was so clear and it was so loud and it just said, coach, I heard the word coach. And I, and I just, I stopped for a minute and I thought, okay, like I, I hear this. This is so loud for me. I hear this. And, um, I didn't know what that looked like. I wasn't exactly sure. I just knew that, that, that this is what I needed to do. And so because my passion has always been, even if it's not always been in the healthiest way, it's always been about nutrition and food and all of that. Um, I immediately came back and took action and I um, enrolled, enrolled in a year long integrative nutrition program. So I'm very fascinated by holistic health and uh, like integrative nutrition and all of that. And I came back and enrolled in that. Um, I re-upped my personal training certification because I had had that in my twenties just because I was like body obsessed and I wanted to like learn all the things. So I did that. But I re-upped that and, um, and I decided to launch my business at the end of 2019. And I always joke about this because I'm always like, when I say launch my business, like literally I knew nothing about what I was doing. I like literally turned on my website. I'm like, okay, let people come in. Like, where are they at? <laughs> <laughs> and if any entrepreneurs are out there listening, they're like, they're laughing too. So like, that's not the way it works. Like there's a whole boatload of stuff that needs to go involved with that. But um, I, so nothing was happening. I always say like I had about 300 friends, 300 followers on Instagram, all of which were my friends. And I didn't know what I was doing, right? Um, I knew I had a passion for it, but I didn't know what I was doing. And so fast forward to the pandemic hitting and I was sent home for my sales career just to work from home. And so now I'm at home and I'm like, okay, well, I've got time. I need to figure out how to get this business going. And so I heard a marketer talking about getting on TikTok. I didn't even know what TikTok was. Okay. I really didn't. I had no idea what TikTok was. I, or maybe I'd heard of it, but you know, it's for the kids, right? Like that's what we all thought. Uh, and I heard, a I heard a marketer say, you know, you've got to get on TikTok. It is, it is the wild, wild west of marketing. And I never heard, I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, I don't, I don't know. I am terrified to do video. 
I am terrified to be on camera. Like, but, and I always say like my drive to succeed was bigger than my fears at that point. Right. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. So I ended up getting on TikTok and I really just started putting content out that really, I think, resonated with a lot of women, particularly over 40, about, you know, weight loss and a lot of my story. And um, I had a video go viral and it just, and, and I will say, I always say this, I had a video go viral but I was ready for them. I was working with a business coach at that point. I had a, um, a, I had some things in place to like get this business going if that were to happen. And I think that that's really key. Um, but I had a video go viral and a business was born. I mean, like in a matter of a month and it was crazy. Um, and so I know that was like a long winded answer, but it was like a long windy road to get me here. But that was, <laughs> that is it. Like that is how I got to where I'm at. And um, it's been, it's been so crazy and so rewarding and just a wonderful ride. That's, that's amazing. Well, first of all, I think so many of us can relate to your story, especially yeah. the childhood stuff. Like I said, I've been doing, you know, even my own healing work and I'm like, oh my God, that one time in kindergarten, really? That really messed me up. <laughs> I know, right? I know. You know, what's so funny is I have two kids and I always, every time like something happens with them, I always say to myself, well, they're going to be talking on the therapist couch uh, about me, about that situation, right? Because you always go back to like your child and things that happen with your parents. I'm like, hope to God that didn't damage my kids now because they're going to be talking to the therapist about that. <laughs> But it's so true. I mean, we're so innocent. We're so, you know, as, as amazing as we, you know, we come out to be, it's like, we're also really sensitive. So it's like someone can tell you, Hey, you know, Amber, Mary, you guys are wearing too much flowers. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I don't like flowers. Maybe I don't look good in a floral dress. And it's just like, it was someone's random opinion. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But you're, yeah, but you're so impressionable at that age. And I think, and I, you know, I think that so much is what's different now, I think. Uh, And I think uh, mothers, and this is not to, to, to diss on mothers that might not be as aware about this, but I think that there is a big movement for women and moms to be aware of what they say around their daughters, right? Like I think when I, you know, we were kids, I don't know that that awareness was there. And to my mom's defense, uh, she never would say anything or my dad's either that would, you know, feel like would leave a negative impact on me, but they just didn't know. Right. And so now I'm like, I'm very conscious about, not talking about, you know, like there's no dieting, there's no, you know, there's no, you know, wishing I was analyzing my body in front of the mirror. Like you're just more careful, right? You're just more careful. Yeah, definitely. I think because we're doing all the healing now, it's just like, yeah, I mean, my mom, again, love her. Both of my parents, they never meant to harm me, but you know, like low key, sometimes they did. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. 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 Yes, yeah, so no, I think we can all relate to that and, you know, the hardcore dieting and everything, but I'm really grateful or, you know, really happy to see that things are changing, especially yeah, um, now. So I'm really, really hopeful for the future, but let's talk a little bit about how you went from like those really unhealthy patterns and habits to like just thriving and just being super healthy and like that's loving yourself and, you know, loving your body. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. You know, I will say 
the one big like game changer for me that really changed, started to uh, not only change my body, but also started to change the way I view my body. And granted, it was a long, long process, but hands down, it was stopping the dieting. It was stopping the macro counting and the calorie counting and the whole thirties and the South beach diet and the keto and every other diet I've done on the planet. It was saying no more. And it was really learning to go back to basics. And, you know, this is so much of the way that I coach nutrition, which is going back to basics where you don't have to do all that stuff. You can go back to basics and focus on a more whole foods diet where literally you are just paying attention to how much stuff are you eating out of the package or a box, right? Like, you know, which is where a lot of hidden sugars are, a lot of chemicals, a lot of things that don't serve our body. How much of that stuff are you eating, right? Um, you know, how much sugar are you eating in your diet, right? Like just starting to notice, you know, are you getting in vegetables? Are you getting good quality proteins? You know, things like that, you know, good fats, you know, complex carbohydrates. Again, the, the main food groups, like, are you getting the main food groups, right? And so, I think for me, not only did it just start to, and let me back up, I will say that you start to eat more whole foods and you really start to focus on your portion sizes. You start to connect a little bit more with, um, you know, how you, your hunger cues and being a little bit more, you know, eating more, a little bit more intuitively, um, as opposed to, um, you know, just again, constantly being on a diet and, and constantly looking at food as good or bad, right? Like that is like when you can release, you know, that, that food is good or bad or you can't have something or you can't have something, you know, it's a crazy thing that happens. Number one, when you just give yourself permission um, to, or, or you empower yourself with the choice of what you're going to put in your body, not because you're following somebody else's plan, not because you're doing, yes, yeah, some, some random diet, but you're actually making the conscious decision that you are eating this food because you want to feel better in your body, because you want to be healthier. It, it really is a game changer. You, you start to, you, you start to, um, again, feel more empowered and it starts Starts to take a lot of the like allure out of um, these foods that you you know you feel like you you need to binge on sometimes because you've been restricting yourself so much. Does that make sense? Like you've been you know when you've been restricting yourself for so long, you're constantly drawn to these foods you want to binge to because you're told you can't have them. And it's like if you can just give yourself permission. Um, you know, and this all goes along with stopping the dieting. Then you then things will change. And so for me. It was stopping the dieting, like stopping the macro counting, stopping the, um, you know, the calorie counting, all those things. It was just really starting at a very basic level of starting to get more whole foods into my diet, starting to eat less packaged and processed foods. And, you know, stop looking at foods as like calories in and calories out, like really looking at the quality of my food. And then starting to, again, like practice a little bit of moderation, stop looking at food as good or bad. And when I really just started to kind of adopt those like mindsets and those, those lifestyle changes, my, again, my, my, my body changed, my mindset changed. Um, and, and really just my relationship with food changed. Um, so I think that was kind of like where I started with that whole process. That's really beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, that's, I love it. You kept it really simple. <laughs> it was like, it's not all the hard stuff. 
Yeah. Right. Like, well, <laughs> Get that's the, the judgment. <laughs> yes. And you know, here's a funny thing when you stop dieting, this is, and I get asked this question a lot about like somebody that's suffering from body image issues, like where, you know, where, where do they start? And again, and I, for me, I, I always say it goes back to stopping the dieting and I'm going to, I'm going to say why it's because when you're dieting, not only does it play such a negative role in your, what it does to your physical body, right? Like what it, I mean, there's been countless studies of how it absolutely just um, wreaks havoc on your body when you are going up and down like that on the roller coaster. In fact, a lot of doctors will say it's actually better if you just stay overweight as opposed to doing this. Like this is worse for your body, right? So not only is it really harmful for you physically, but mentally, as we all know, if there's a, if there's, you know, a, a woman out there listening who's, who was, who is stuck in the dieting vortex like I was for so many years, you know that there is nothing worse than starting a restrictive dieting and a restrictive diet and not being able to stick to it. And then because it's not sustainable because you're human, um, but then the guilt and the shame and, uh, and, and starting to feel like, well, something's wrong with me. I'm never going to be able to lose weight. Like I, I'm so, you know, the disappointment in yourself, like that is a, those are very real feelings that can go along with restrictive dieting. And I think, and you know, or when you lose all the weight and you feel empowered and then you gain it right back, how you know miserable you feel on your skin and how defeated you feel. Or when you're again, going on a restrictive diet and then you feel like you were restricting for a few days and you step on the scale and like nothing's happening again, like the, the guilt and the shame and the anxiety and all of that, that really does start to tear you down. And it really does start to affect the way you view yourself. So I think that, you know, the dieting is not just physically harmful, but it's mentally harmful, you know, for us too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's like, we can't even cover all of this in one podcast. Yeah, it's, so, I know, it's so much, right? It's so much. This is why this so is, much yeah. <laughs> but you know, this is why this is my mission in life is to, to help women navigate this, right? Because it's a miserable place to live. It's a miserable place to live when you feel um, hopeless, when you feel, uh, again, hating your body, miserable in your skin. You feel like you're a slave to food. Um, you know, you're, you're barely eating and you feel like you can't lose weight. It's just, it's, it's, you're missing out on life events because you're worried about what you're going to eat or if you're going to overeat. And these are very real things that women experience. These are things that I experience. So yeah, there is a lot to unpack We can talk about this for hours. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the thing is, it's like, it comes to women's in all shapes, sizes, colors, everything. It's not just for you know, a certain type of size or anything. It literally affects us all across the board. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Again, like I, you know, I've had people all the time come to me being like, you, what? Like, how did that even, you did not look, you know, I would never have known that. But again, you never know what's really going on with somebody on the inside, right? And I, what I was putting out on the outside wasn't what was going on, on the inside for sure. Exactly. No, I completely feel that. Um, and what would you say for someone, again, that's feeling just right now overwhelmed and discouraged and just like, oh, uh, like I'm too busy. Like I can't even like, like one more try and like, yeah, no, I've given up too many times. <laughs> what would you say is like one, like just best next step for them or, you know, a word of encouragement or something? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think that... <sighs> 
it's always, when it comes to the first step, it's always about keeping it small, okay? It is always, if you are really trying to make a lifestyle change, we really have to get out of the mentality that we have to like complete, like that this all or nothing mentality, this, um, you know, we have to this restrictive or this perfect behavior. You know, I always say it really is more about progress over perfection, right? And so I think that it is about starting small. And so for instance, you know, I always tell my clients like for today, for like just today, I just want you to start noticing. I, I want you to start noticing like how much, you know, in your nutrition, where can you make some small tweaks? Where can you, um, you know, start to maybe reduce some of those processed and packaged foods and work in some more vegetables, some more whole foods? Like, how can you start small today? If it's about moving your body, you don't need to go out to right now and just go buy a gym membership. How can you move your body today? Is that going for a walk around the block with your friend? Like, what, what does that look like? What does it look like to start small? Because I think for a lot of people, the fear of, 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 you know, starting something is paralyzing, right? Because it's a fear of failure, right? Just like you said, it's like, I, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know where to start. I've, I've done a million things and I just can't do it. Right. And, and, and so I think that we really can put too much pressure on ourselves, and we, we don't give ourselves enough grace. And, and it really, I think when you're getting going in a program, instead of trying to you know, buy, you know, totally just go all in. And what, if you're not there yet, like start small, right? Start small or start with a 30 day program, you know, or, or start with a five day challenge, right? Like start small uh, and, and really just uh, and try and keep it simple. I think that that's really, really where it starts. And that's the key to, to, to creating a more sustainable lifestyle that you're actually going to stick to. If you go in too hard, too fast, you're not going to stick to it. And you are going to end up right where, where you've always been. So I would say, make this different, make this time different, start small, you know, and know, and know that you're in it for the long haul and that you're ready to make some sustainable changes without going on a diet and it's going to take a little longer, be patient, but, but this time, this time, you know, you're going to make it happen. And, and I believe that that's, that's the way you do it for sure. I absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Nobody says that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. It's really, we're always nobody says that, but no, it's so true. Start small. It's, it can be so much more simpler. I remember like, when, because you know, I'm also used to be the queen of dieting and all the things. Like, I'm like, yep, Amber, I was right next to you. Um, but yeah, it was like you'd go to the market and you buy all the things and you'd buy all the supplements, and then you'd be like, okay, I just enrolled into you know this gym and I'm gonna do all of that. And then it's like, you know, a week later, you're like, mm. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And here's the thing: it's so funny. I was just doing an interview on my podcast today, and we were talking about this, and I was talking with another another coach in my space, and. And I thought that this was such a, such a good point. And I love this is that, is that it is so normal for us to just as humans to like start a program, just like you said, start a program, go to the store, buy all the things, get caught up in the momentum, go to the store. And then like a week later, whatever it is, you know, that has maybe sabotaged us in the back or whatever in the, in the past or like whatever our hangups are, they come flooding back. Right. And, and once again, we find ourselves that we've either lost motivation or we've, and so 
you know, or we've, we've given up or whatever it is. And so one of the things that, that the coach I was talking to said that I thought was so powerful that I, that I love is it's always so important at the beginning of any program to not only get excited, to think about the program you're getting ready to do and then how you're going to succeed and all that, but to also sit down and write down what are the, what are the ways that you might fail? What are the ways that you may get in your own way and you know how you may self-sabotage yourself? Like what are some of those ways? And I love that because I'm like, you know, absolutely. We need to just sort of like prep ourselves. Like, okay, this is how we grow. Like, okay, this is typically in the past. This has been my pattern. I lose motivation or whatever. Okay. I know that about myself. So how can I keep my motivation up during this program? Do I need to get a friend to do it with me? Do I need to have an accountability? partner, right? It's like heading it off, but heading it off in the beginning so that you have the tools to work yourself through it when you get stuck. And I thought that was so powerful. So I think that's really, really important too. Absolutely. No, that's extremely powerful. I love it. You're sharing so many gems and I'm like, no one talks about this. I love it. I love it. Yes. Ever. Yes, girl. Yes. Seriously, one of my favorite things about, you know, my podcast is having guests like you, you know, share your magic, share your experiences. And I'm one of those, like, I'll see something, I'll read it. But then I'm like, wait, let me see someone that's actually done it that I can relate to. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I I love it. I love it. I love, love, love that you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. It's so, I mean, I love, like I say, like I said earlier in the show, I love connecting with just strong, powerful women who are out there doing amazing things in the world and, and really showing your light and you are doing that. So I'm so glad to be here and, and sharing these things with your guests for sure. Oh, thank you. Yes. And um, is there anything else you'd love to share that we haven't talked about today? You know, I think that the, the, the biggest thing is that if, if um, you know, if you are going back to sleep, because I know, I know there's a lot of women listening to that, that listening to this, that are in that place where they're stuck, right? And I just want to say, really, it, it really is one foot in front of the other, right? And you may fail and you may fail five more times until you find a program and, and a lifestyle that works for you, but, but, don't, but it's worse to stay stuck right? Like it's worse to stay stuck. And so this is what growth is about. This is what life is, life is about is that we just, we just keep going. You, and you just have to keep going because what's the alternative to stay stuck? And we don't want to stay stuck. So I just want to encourage you to start small and again, to really just give yourself some grace, honor where you're at and, um, and just take it day by day for sure. I love that. Small, day by day, one foot. <laughs> one foot the outset. <laughs> Amazing. All right. And to talk a little bit about the business, um, yeah. I'd love to know, what would you say is one thing that really helped? I mean, I know you talked about TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, you know, like the one viral video. But one thing that has helped or empowered you um, to share your magic and, you know, become the coach that you are and just be really successful with what you're doing. You know, I think that, um, well, it's a couple things. I would say from a business standpoint, I would say being very, very clear on who, who, who I want, who I can help. 
right? Being very, very clear on who I can help. And, and I think if, you know, if you are running a business and, you know, you are trying to attract your ideal client, I think that it's just really important that you spend some time uh, getting very, very specific on who, who you can serve best, right? Who you want to serve. So I, I think that's the first part. I think the second part though, is also learning how to create some time for yourself to practice some self-care to really um again take care of yourself i always talk about the masculine and feminine energy and i don't know if you've ever talked about that on your show before but like you know talking about the the energy that you know the and masculine and feminine energy doesn't necessarily mean um you know it doesn't mean male or female like you know Sex, which sexually just means, you know, the energy kind of the, the big, robust, the doer um, energy is usually associated with the masculine energy and the feminine energy is more of the, the softer, the receiving type energy. And I think as entrepreneurs um, and especially, you know, women entrepreneurs, we find ourselves in that masculine energy a lot, right? We're trying to make things happen, especially busy moms and working moms and just women. We're trying to make things happen. And I think that when you spend so much time in that push, 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 do, 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 um, you you burn out, right? You burn out really quickly. And so I think that for, you know, what's really helped me in just um, staying refreshed and focused and um, uh, just, and, and clear is really trying to strike that balance of um, giving myself time to for some quiet time and to do things like I like to do, like go to the roller skating rink and relive my, you know, middle school years and things like that. Right. So like, I think for me, that's, that's been a really big thing that I continue to work on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love both of those. First of all, going back to like, just, you know, who you work with. I absolutely love that you are niche. You're like, I help women over 40. That is so specific. You're not, I help every woman. <laughs> right, absolutely. And here's the thing, do I think that I could help women that are in their 30s and 20s? Yeah, of course I do. But I think that it, it just even from a, just from a, like a straight up business standpoint, um, you know, it's important to be specific. It's, it's important to, yeah, really niche down and be very clear on who you're trying to help. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, you could have easily been like, I help people lose weight. And right. that's so general. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, nope, woman over 40. And people, you know, your client sees that and she's, and they're like, she gets me. Yes. Yeah. I want to work with her. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. me yeah. who she works with. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is the perfect match. And no, there's so much power in being niche like that. And um, yeah, the second thing that you said, the self-love, that's so, so, so important. It's something I learned hard. <laughs> I've been in business for a few years and I, yeah, there was way too much masculine in the first years and I'm finally getting into my feminine flow and yes. it's a beautiful thing. So I think, you know, for anyone that's listening right now, like me and Amber, like, you know, we're, we're talking from experience. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. Amazing. Thank you so much for all of the insights and goodies that you shared with us today. Where could people connect with you, Amber? Yes, I would love to, love to, love to connect. So I hang out, of course, on TikTok. Uh, I'm Miss Amber Shaw, so MS Amber Shaw. And then same on uh, Instagram, Miss um, Amber Shaw as well. You can also find me at ambershaw.com. And then last but not least, I have a podcast as well, which I'm super excited about. It's called The Wellness Revolution with Amber Shaw. It's Apple, Spotify, all places you find podcasts. And um, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, so yeah, I would love to connect. I love that. And of course, I'm going to share all these links in the show notes. 
course. There we have it. <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all today, friends. I hope this inspires you and uplifts you in all the ways. And thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm sending all the love, light, good vibes, and magic into your home, your world, and your business. See you later. You've been listening to the Share Your Magic Podcast with Mary Alvazurez. If you've enjoyed what you've heard on today's episode, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time, keep sharing your magic with the world. We'll catch you in the next episode.